you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Welcome to the Got Till Five Wrestling Podcast. This is Jesse Beds doing the intro for the third week straight because it was just admitted by Max that I'm better at it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Hang on. Hang and on. It's, hang, what, on hang on. Hang what's on. Your hang on. What is your Literally, problem? Just before we came on air, you're like, do you, do you think it's because I'm better than you? <laughs> and you said and, yes. And I said, no, it just makes you a happier person and more enjoyable to talk to for two hours. Well, it's worked because I'm on top of the world. Um, it's uh, This is the continuation of our Survivor Series, 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 Series. And um, it is the top five Survivor Series matches this week. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Someone else is here. And his name is... Max Curtin, baby! Hooray! He's here. Max uh, Curtin. Yes. even Yes. Um, our Survivor Series Part 2 was voted on by our Twitter Twitter fans on the old Twitter webs and uh, good response. Thank you for everyone that voted in that Twitter poll. Uh, with an overwhelming forty-eight percent of the votes, Survivor Series matches was the winner. With an oh, hang on, hang on, with an overwhelming forty-eight percent of the votes. That's quite an overwhelming majority. No, that's a minority. No, that's a majority. There was only two options. No, there was four options. Oh, really? Did you not vote in the poll? <laughs> no, I wanted to leave it to the people. Well, I thought it was just Survivor Series matches or NXT TakeOver matches. What were the uh, other two options? Well, that was too boring. So I was like, we either make it Survivor Series matches, TakeOver matches, specifically five-on-five elimination matches, or Survivor Series debuts. Okay. I didn't know this. I thought it was just between two. So when you said <laughs> the majority was 48%, I thought you, you're living in backwards world, son. No, son. Uh, 48% goes to Survivor Series matches, so I expect 48% of our usual listeners to tune into this show. That's good. Yeah, great. And I'm sure one, <laughs> of, the, one of the less voted on ones will be next week, won't it? Uh, yes. Yes, it will be. Uh, surprisingly, in second was Survivor Series debuts. It's a terrible topic for a top five. I can only think of one relevant one. There's quite. There's been a fair few, but I think we'd have a lot of overlap. So next week will probably be takeover matches. Yeah, I think it should be. I think that. I think that's a fair one. Ready um, for war games? I'm so psyched for war games. Ready for war games? Yes. Come on, WCW, you come back into my life. Oh, if they had it in British strong style as well. Yeah, they did. What a match that would be. Um, but we we normally forget the listeners at the top of the show because you and me just argue and then we get too carried away and we get into whatever we're doing so i just want to say thank you to everyone for downloading last week's episode uh all the comments and all the new followers you've all been fantastic this week smashing more records we really appreciate it well i really appreciate it jesse doesn't really give a shit but i i i, I like it <laughs> i like it well <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i i'd be facetious but i am actually quite um grateful for people listening because um, it's not it's not easy to do this every week when you've got jobs and bands and other stuff to do with your life. But when you actually see feedback, it makes it you realise that, oh, actually, there's a reason to do this because people are enjoying it. So thanks a lot, everyone. That's the only time you'll ever hear me say that. Move on. I'm a little bit taken aback by that. That's a little bit shocking. Um, we have to talk really, really quick this show. Otherwise, it's going to be stupidly long. Remember last week when we had nothing to talk about except for Emma getting fired? Yeah. Look at this week! I know, we've got loads of stuff to talk about. What do we want to talk about? 
Well, I'll do a quick rundown of the topics we can discuss. We have Power Struggle results from New Japan. Wrestle Kingdom 12 uh, card is pretty much a lock. Omega versus Y2J. The Raw Tag Team titles changed hands this week. Pete Dunne made his debut on Raw. AJ Styles won the WWE Championship in Manchester. The third and only ever person to win outside of SmackDown. Brock is now facing AJ Styles. Shield New Day is probably going to happen. 20 years since the Montreal Screwjob and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have been sent home from the UK. <gasps> oh! <gasps> Oh, I love it. 20 years after the Montreal Screwjob, um, Canadians are um, punished for not following the script, which is what's happened with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, Allegedly. uh, I mean, we don't know why they've actually been sent home. It's just stupid rumours flying around. It would be unfair of us to take those rumours as fact and go, oh, well, they, you know, went into business for themselves at the end of the match because we don't know that that's actually what happened. We've no idea. No, it just looked awkward. We don't know. We don't know, so it's unfair to say. But all I will say is that Sami Zayn remains my favourite thing about all of WWE right now. You stepping out on SmackDown. <laughs> it was so good. It's just the fact, he's just, I love that he's, so he's turned heel, but he hasn't changed anything about himself. But all of a sudden it's really like irritated and in your face when it wasn't before. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's so good. Sam, Sami Zayn is very quickly cementing himself as the greatest overall performer in WE right now. Wow. I love that when people turn heel, you immediately start start to love them. Were you, when when Pete came out on Raw and he was kind of not his normal shit-eating self with his face and he actually beat up Enzo, were you like, hmm, don't know if I like him that much? You know what? I was a bit because um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to out-heel Enzo, isn't it? Because Enzo it is, is just so irritating. You can't really out-irritate him. So I think Sammy could could actually, if Sammy was in a program with Enzo right now, Sammy could do a good job at out irritating him. They really would. Oh, that would be the most infuriating thing in the world. It would, wouldn't it? You'd just be shaking your television. But <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Pete Dunne coming out on Raw was awesome. I love it. He's my favourite British wrestler. Um, yeah. Cur- current British wrestler. And um, yeah, it was awesome. And I don't know if it's a one-time thing because they're in England or if this is going to be something going forward. I well, don't know. they keep po- they posted like the Raw on YouTube video. Um, Pete Dunne makes his debut on Raw um, as the actual title. He said himself on Twitter, you know, I debuted on Raw. So like, I don't know if it's going to be a long-term thing going forward. I hope it is because um, NXT just seems like a bit pointless at this point for him and the rest of them. Well, when you've only got an hour a week, like there's a lot of people to squeeze in if you're throwing all the UK people in as well, isn't it? Yeah, and and Pete's at that level now where the US audience loves him. Yeah, so why definitely. not just have him as a staple on on Raw? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, I love him to pieces, and I wish him all the success. And the most infuriating thing they've announced: Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne, but it's only for the live audience at Takeover. That I is know. a great match. Yeah, man. Yeah, really good match. We we love Johnny Gargano, and we love Pete Dunne. Infuriating, it's, infuriating. Oh, infuriating. Um, AJ, AJ Styles, Styles is yeah. the new WWE champion, the third only man to win the title on SmackDown, and I, is this the only time it's swapped hands overseas? Um, I. Th- Seems likely. Um, So, um, yeah, I think you might be right. Um, The the first... What's his name? The first WWE champion has completely escaped my brain. Uh, Dino... No. Um, San Martino. 
No, well, okay, in real life it was San Martino, but there was a kayfabe tournament that happened to crown the first WWE champion, mm-hmm. and it, and then San Martino won it off him. But this Buddy kayf- Rogers. Yes, well done, Buddy Rogers, the original Nature Boy. And, um, uh, yeah, him, woo. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah, so that kayfabe tournament happened in Brazil, so you could argue that that was the first one. All right, pedantic. I know, but it didn't Jesus, really happen. Nerd. So I know, I'm sorry. So this is the first time the WWE title has changed hands outside of North America. Do you see how much easier that was? Do you see how much easier that was just to agree with me and move on? Oh, yeah, I know, but you know what I'm like with my wrestling history. I have to be, um, I mean, I forget people's names, but I have to be up with it. <laughs> you know that guy, that guy, you know what he that did? Guy? That guy? I'm that guy. Um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, AJ is now champion, which is shocking. Have they just suddenly realised, oh my god, Jinder's had the title for how long? It's ruined my, how many weeks have I been saying Jinder's going to have the title till Mania? I'm furious I'm... that my prediction has not worked out. Because I said that Kenny Omega Y2J would happen at Wrestle Kingdom on this podcast, and you said, oh, no, it's happening for the cruise ship. And no, not true, I son. said, like it was going on it was more likely to happen on a cruise ship no you yeah okay you said more likely but you were saying it in a very condescending way like i was a little idiot that's how i your little idiot max and (laughs) i was right it's happening at wrestle kingdom y2j kenny omega and it's going to tear the house down it will be the second best match of the night it's true um i got really nervous when everyone was like should this main event should this be the main event i was like don't do that to naito again (laughs) don't take away his main event spot i'd feel so bad for him yeah Um, no that should be a first half main event you know first half of the card definitely it will be pre-main event you mean before the actual main event yeah no i'd put it halfway through the show what would you put before the main event uh, okay, well, let's run down the current Wrestle Kingdom 12 card, since we're talking about it. Uh, Cody is fa- facing Kota Ibushi for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Rapongi 3K versus the Young Bucks. Marty Skull versus Takahashi, Kushida, and Osprey. Tanahashi versus Jay White. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Akada versus Nato. It's a ridiculous card. It is uh, a brilliant card. And if, if they announce Ishii Suzuki, then... Oh, God. Then just... Oh. So much we're just, meat. We're going to watch with our pants down. I think, so. yeah. There's got to. I want to see some headbutts. <laughs> Rest in peace, Shibata. Yes. Yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> I mean, he's not well, but he's not dead. He's basically dead because he no longer wrestles anymore. Well, that's how it works with wrestling fans, isn't it? You just once they stop, they got CM Punk. Rest in peace. Um, Daniel Bryan. Rest in mind. peace. Yeah. Exactly. All of them. But the the card for New Japan is just stupid. Me and Jesse have already made our plans for for January fourth. We're gonna it's, have a breakfast date, aren't we? And watch we're gonna like. have a breakfast date because it's really weird to we're gonna have to get up at eight thirty in the morning to watch it. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, let's party. But it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna prepare some Japanese traditional breakfast. You've never prepared breakfast in your life. No, but I feel like this is the time to start, and I feel like a Japanese cuisine is my forte. What? is a Japanese traditional breakfast. A traditional Japanese breakfast would, I imagine, involve fish and rice. Okay. And um, that's about as far as far as I've got so far. But I've got a couple of months to prepare. You're literally going to slap a halibut on some rice for me, aren't you? Halibut. (laughs) (laughs) 
we'll, we'll share pictures. Don't you worry, everyone. We'll share pictures. It'll be we fine. We will. Um, what else we got? Uh, we kind of glossed over AJ, but yeah, AJ versus Brock now. I don't think this is going to be a long-term thing. I think Jinder's going to get that title back very, very soon. Jinder will be defending at WrestleMania. I'm still saying that. Really? Yeah. I could go back over like 16 hours of audio and pick out your whole collection of Jinder's going to hold it to Mania, but I just can't bother. No, good. And that's good for both of us. But I think um, I think he'll definitely be defending it at Mania. But we get AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, which is awesome. That was like the first program I did on 2K17 when that came out last year in my WWE universe. And it was awesome. Sadly, I haven't been able to do it with my Hasbro figures because um, AJ Styles is in Series 3 of the WWE retro figures that are coming out, which isn't quite released yet. No one cares! But when when they come out, it will be happening. Still talking. Still talking. It will be happening. (laughs) Um, Shield versus uh, New Day upsets me because I really wanted Shield versus Usos. Now it's two heels facing each other, and I don't really understand why. Shield aren't heel. No, but now it's um, the bar versus Usos. Oh, I see. Yeah, Um, they are. Yeah, that's odd. But if you look at work, right, it'll be a good match. It will be a good match. It's uh, it's shaping up to now be a really good pay-per-view. Instead of it was, let's just tune in to the five-on-five match. Now I'm quite excited for all of it. Um, But did you enjoy, we're jumping about all over the place at the moment, but did you enjoy Power Struggle on the weekend? Did you you have any favourites? I enjoyed it very much. Um, I think obviously, like... It seems really weird to say that your favourite moment in a New Japan show wasn't a match, but Jericho's sort of drop on Kenny Omega was the takeaway, wasn't it? That was just the best part of the whole pay-per-view. And that's so weird for a New Japan pay-per-view for their biggest moment not to be a match. It's true. And I I watched it again and again, and it's just... The crowd reaction was fantastic. Um, Yeah. um, The commentary as well just reminded me of just so much WCW like style commentary he can't be here he can't do that yes yeah it was good it was awesome yeah it 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 was fantastic to kind of see it and it's been so long since there's been that kind of moment in wrestling that's kind of made everyone just go holy shit this is happening this is this is insane just something that no one really saw coming yeah definitely it was awesome and away from that okada continues to prove himself as my new rick flair every match he does yeah, you enjoyed the Okada match. Ah, oh, yeah, Okada. Okada just uh, same as Ric Flair. He does the same thing every match, and it's awesome every time. And I'm still not sick of it, and I want him to carry on forever. That was a solid, like that's a star power match right there. Um, Los Gobernables versus Chaos was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, awesome yeah, match. Awesome. Um, Suzuki nearly killed Yano, which was all all I ever hoped for. I, yeah, I mean, Yano is funny and we all love Yano, but um, it is very fun to see him get very hurt as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't think this was the best match that Skrull and Osprey have had, but the build-up that they did um, for the Wrestle Kingdom afterwards was really enjoyable, which again was odd. The post-match was better than the actual match Yeah, uh, yeah that was going on. I didn't really enjoy the Kenny Omega Beretta match. Um, I've, I've never really got behind Beretta. Uh, no, I I like Beretta a lot. He seems like a nice guy, a nice see, yeah, guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. But, but yeah. I know what you mean. In ring, I can't I can't quite get with him. No, exactly. And I feel a bit bad with the whole Chris Jericho thing taking over because Tanahashi versus Ibushi was so good. Oh, it was a God. really good match. That German suplex over the ropes. Yes. 
and that. when he just lawn darts Tanahashi into the ring post, into the yeah. ring guard. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Steph uh, knows when I'm watching a New Japan main event because I just make these noises all the time. Oh! Ah! <laughs> Bobby knows that when I'm watching an Okada match because about every four minutes or so I go, Rainmaker! <laughs> Stand up, I'm stretched. <laughs> Wait for the camera to zoom out. <laughs> Um, but when they just, I posted the clip on Twitter of when they just start slapping each other and then Red Shoes is trying to administer the five count and, uh, Bushi just keeps kicking him in the corner. Yeah, not happening, Red Shoes. Just let him fight. Just let him fight, man. Let him fight. Um, yeah, really love that match. I'm very excited for Bushi versus Cody. I think that will be a stellar contest. Agreed. Agreed. But we're here to talk about our part two Survivor Series series. And we're focusing this week on actual matches for once. We did this uh, a couple of months back with the top five No Mercy matches. Now we look at our top five Survivor Series matches. And it was really hard not to just make them all five on five elimination matches because I love that about Survivor Series. I only have two five on five Survivor Series matches in my team. Well, so do I actually because I didn't want to, to ruin it by having multiple ones. So I've got one at number five and one at number one. Nice. I've got one at number four and one at number three. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Um, last week, if we had any duplicates, we played the brother sound drop, which uh, you enjoyed quite a bit, didn't you? I did enjoy it. And I've been told by people that it was way louder than our talking and scared people. So you should <laughs> keep keep it like that. Keep it nice and loud. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to increase the volume this time. Please do. Um do you want to stick with the brother drop, or should we mix it up? Have a maybe we are match man. Oh yeah, or uh, uh, yeah, that could be good. Yeah, should we go for an oh yeah this time? We'll go for an oh yeah. So if me and Jesse have a duplicate, we'll say oh yeah, and then I uh, will uh, yeah get that sorted. You'll drop that in. Nice. Let's do it, baby. Let's um, do it. Please let, let's let's hear from Jesse Patrick Benz what his number five top five Safari Series match of all time is. Please. But first, we need our drop, don't we, to bring ourselves into the top five. So, My lazy drop, um, I mean. Your lazy drop. Yeah, which yeah. is just like an abbreviated version of our intro, you lazy <laughs> man. But fine, so that's going to come in right now. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. And there it was. What a great drop that was. Um, my Still number the same five. Shit once last week. Yeah, of course it was, and it's rubbish. You're an idiot. Um, number five of my top five Survivor Series, 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 series of matches of all time. Words. Um, number five is from Survivor Series 2007. It is Shawn Michaels versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. Oh yeah! You've got that as well. We're gonna have some crossovers today, my friend. I was not expecting you to have this one as well. Great so match. number what, four on my number, number four. four. On my okay, yeah. so um, what I've written, right? Um, so the psychology of Shawn Michaels not being allowed to use the sweet chin music added a really awesome layer to this match and allowed Shawn to prove, as he regularly does, that he's one of the greatest of all time. And just finding ways around it and just using that as a sort of, you know, it's his instinct to go for the sweet chin music, but he has to pull back. And event, that's what leads to the finish, is he goes to the sweet chin music, hesitates, and that's when Orton can hit the RKO. But it's very clear in that match that would Shawn Michaels have been able to use the sweet chin music, it would have been over and Shawn Michaels would have won. And I love, I just love that element because it doesn't weaken Shawn Michaels as a character at all. 
Blurt keeps the belt on Orton and leads to Michaels losing, keeps the RKO looking strong. Also, 2007 Randy Orton was awesome. He it was a great period for him. Like it was that was a round rated RKO sort of time as well, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. just that like he was still a legend killer, but he was like main event legend killer now and just that arrogant young Orton but with the world titles was great. Just great. Just Shawn Michaels um had no right to still be one of the greatest of all time in 2007, but he was and he proved it in this match. And Randy Orton was in what I think is the prime of his career. I agree. What have you got to say about it? <laughs> Literally that. Um, no. So this match wasn't going to be in. So I originally had Los Guerreros versus Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit from Survivor Series 2002. Yeah. Um, I actually... Because I... I I add these matches with kind of a, oh yeah, I remember that being great. I'll just add it in there. Um, but I actually, I've gone back and watched every single match on my list here. And I, I put this one on and I was kind of bored halfway through. It does not hold up as the memory recollects. Cause in, in my head, it was like six of my favorite wrestlers just, just doing great, but you <laughs> rewatched the match and it's really kind of sloppy. Ray's not on the form at all. He's super sloppy in this match. It pales in comparison to the yeah. No Mercy match. Timing the No, the no off, Mercy match. Um, yeah, and you got the two out of three Fools match afterwards. Yeah. Um, this probably the worst in the series. Um, but it was one of my favorites when I when I was watching as a kid. And I've now tainted that memory for the good of this podcast. Oh, dear. The Smackdown so, 6. Smackdown 6, baby. So I Edge being the, definitely the sixth of the Smackdown 6, I think. <laughs> <laughs> really above <laughs> below Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, afraid so. Certainly at that point of his career. So, um, so I went back and watched um, Shawn Michaels Randy because I was like, oh, I remember that kind of being good. And yeah, it was good. It was a great match. Yeah, it was as you say. Um, Shawn couldn't use the switching music, and Randy couldn't get disqualified. Um, if either one did, then they lose the lose the match. Um, and Shawn, this is probably one of. From when he came back in 2002, wrestling-wise, this is probably Sean's best wrestling match. Um, up there with, like, the Kurt and Sean kind of series. But uh, just the way he was, like, constantly holding onto the headlocks, um, going for sharpshooters and crossfaces, uh, quick pin, you know, just pure... He couldn't have the switching music, so he's got to wrestle technically, he's got to wrestle fast. And it just looks so good the way it was just wearing randy down and as you say he just kept going for the switch of music and randy would cover up meaning that if it hit that was the end of it um but i just think they worked so well together and the match is just really good in terms of storytelling that's how you do a storytelling match and it's and it was in a rough era for the wwe as well because it was um redacted had um left our planet a few months previous he's not a space man (laughs) <laughs> he's he's a yes he is no he's a space man he's gone to space <laughs> and and he's fine really um but so it's a difficult time for wwe and all eyes are on them not in a positive light you know and so it must have been difficult for the talent i think in that year certainly the second half of that year to you know put on consistently good stuff but sean and randy certainly did it here yeah definitely and it it really was a testament to kind of two of them as you say sean shouldn't have been at the top of his game at that point Randy was kind of the up-and-comer, but they both looked just pure equals. Randy looked like the legend he would become, and Sean just looked like he just belonged in that spot. And when Randy eventually won, and Sean just hit him with the switch of music, that was just perfect cap to that, to that ending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. 
Um, oh, my list is a bit screwed now. Cheers to that. No, that's all right. Um, you still got your number five. Let's go for it. It's true. Well, technically now this is my number four because uh, my number four has been taken. So my number four is, this is going to get confusing, last year's Survivor Series. What, the five on five? Five on five, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Oh, yeah! No. Are we actually going to go five for five on this one? Ah, uh, we can't go five for five. This is, my num- this is my number four, so we've sort of eliminated each other now. I like this. This is kind of good, because we talk so much at the start, we're just kind of going to knock straight through these bad boys and just yeah. get straight done. This tell, match, me, tell me about it, Max. I'll tell you, brother. Take a seat. Um, this match was so much fun. It's, it's so rare that wrestling can have such long matches. This match was close to an hour long, um, but be so fun uh, at the same time. You had... Probably some of the greatest um, wrestlers that are currently on the WWE roster, all in a five-on-five Survivor Series matches. And um, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Was this just as the brand split happened? Yeah, it hadn't been long. I think it was a couple of months previous the brand split had happened. Right, so this kind of just happened. So you had Team SmackDown, which was AJ Styles, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, and Shane McMahon, with James Ellsworth, um, defeating Team Raw, which was Braun Strowman, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. And the thing that was so good about the end of this match, I'll start at the end and work backwards, was it was this was around the whole time of Roman wins everything, nothing can stop the big dog, and it came down to Roman being the last man on Team Raw. And I just remember sitting there going, oh, great, he's against Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Roman's going to win again. Great. Um, and he goes for the spear on Bray, and Randy sacrifices himself and pushes Bray out of the way and takes the spear. Sister Abigail, end of the match. Mind-blowing as a finish, right? It, yeah, and it felt like... And it was, you know, the whole Randy Bray stuff was so interesting and cool then. And we didn't know where it was going to go. And we were like, this is a brilliant storyline. And it ended up being one of the biggest disappointments in the history of WWE. Up until that point, as you say, it was like, was Randy kind of playing mind games with like the whole Bray thing? And yeah, what did they do? But the fact that Randy sacrificed himself to save Bray and give Bray the finish of that match, like... And the commentators, to their credit, put that over really well as well. And it was like, oh, God, maybe Randy properly is, you know, devoted to Bray Wyatt because he did that for him. Yeah. And it was really interesting and cool. It made it believable as well. I almost had, I was like, oh, maybe this is a legit, not a a 2D kind of storyline that they've put together. Maybe there's depth to this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shane McMahon almost gets murdered by Roman Reigns. He goes for a coast to coast on a top rope, which Roman turns into a spear. Amazing looking spot but he just knocks him cold out. Shane really, fucks himself, doesn't he? Really scary I, spot on that one. I love I love Shane to pieces, I really do, but don't if you can't keep up with the actual wrestlers, stop insisting on wrestling. It's true. It is true. Um, that's why I'm nervous again, because he's the captain of um, the team again this year. Yeah, and you know that he's got last year's in mind, so he's going to do something mental to make up for it. He'll want to do something like that again just to prove that he can. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get that helicopter and jump out of it. (laughs) Circle it around, boys. (laughs) Uh, Braun Strowman basically eating James Ellsworth was another entertaining moment. His Uh, elimination was genius with Ellsworth stopping him getting back in the ring before the 10 count. Yes, yeah. That was fantastic. And then just destroyed him. That's what I mean. Every single elimination had a story to it. The Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens thing where Owens ends up destroying the list. Um, 
just all of the eliminations had something cool about them. AJ Styles, when he got eliminated, um, was just so hot going after... Um, Dean Ambrose was so hot going after AJ Styles because yeah. he wanted to face him at, he faced him at TLC. Um, turned into Dean being a SmackDown guy, team, teaming up with the two Raw guys, his ex-Shield brethren, and putting him through the table. Yeah, which it was, was great. A, another great moment. Um, I just think it was fun. It was 50 minutes of just fun wrestling. It kind of impacted storylines going forward, um, but... In general, it's it is a standalone piece of uh, of wrestling that, as I said, I've rewatched all the ones on my list here, and I was quite happy sitting there for close to an hour watching this match again. Yeah, I've written in my notes. I've written a very similar thing. I said it a real break from trend of recent years of WWE. This was a really good long match with lots of overarching storylines and callbacks between different wrestlers on each brand, and. I just, I just, the, the length to me is fantastic. Like New Japan, all their great matches are about that long, and they need to be. I think I like long matches when they're done well. And Until you get proper was. storytelling in, if you've got like a, you're booked for a twelve to fifteen minute match or twenty minute match with uh, entrances. What, what kind of story can you tell in that time? Yeah, exactly. But it baffles me how rest, WE can have um, such short matches, but their shows remain so long. Whereas yeah. New, New Japan don't you know it feels like I, I don't have a lot of time in my life you know i've got a full-time job i've got other stuff going on if i watch wrestling i want it to be good i want to guarantee that it's going to be good and that's why i watch more new japan than anything else but this match just fitted into that sort of trend beautifully yeah definitely so it, it's yeah it's a well-deserved spot and if if anyone kind of hasn't checked it out we've given you away everything that happens <laughs> in the whole match like every little detail um but definitely worth checking out and and i'm excited for this year's raw versus smackdown you've got another good set of 10 people yeah and kurt versus shane which is a bit of a it should be good you know considering their history and stuff um i hope we get kurt full singlet coming out pyro pop the works yeah, the shield stuff is I don't like. I've I'm not not enjoying that. It just seems to be what old bold wrestlers can we get to join the shield? <laughs> Have you seen the clip of when Triple H joined them at a house show and they go for the triple suicide dive and um, Dean and Seth dive out and then Triple H just stops and calmly gets out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we we'll won't be doing that. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, I I love that moment because it's so cool. But oh, kayfabe's dead, isn't it? Yeah, it's dead. Dead. That that was the final nail for me. It was just like those three have had the most intertwined story of the past couple of years, and it's just like, yeah, like I know how shows don't count for canon, and the only reason they do now is because of cell phones and videos. But yeah, come on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, bad move. Just Triple H should. Um, if Triple H has to be on house shows, just keep him as a single star. Yeah. Definitely. He, he gets enough of it. So, yeah, that, that's just one little bugbear. Um, so I think now we're on to number three. My number three. So we've, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ooh, we've, nailed, we've nailed five and four. Shall I get ready to go, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll be interested if you've got this one on there or not. This one is from Survivor Series 2003. It is Team Stone Cold versus Team Bischoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Is that on yours? Number one. Number one! This is the second... This is your favourite Survivor Series match of all this time. This is the second or third time you've done this to me now. You've just completely uh, undercut my number one. Well, obviously, I've got a higher standard of wrestling than you have. <laughs> I just want to see bold Texas men lose their jobs. <laughs> but he didn't lose his job, did he? That's the thing. So, yeah. like, he was back, like, a month later. 
But at the time, it really felt like, especially with the finish of the match, it really felt like this is it. This is the last time we're going to see Stone Cold. And he did that speech. Oh, it was a little bit Battered up as the well. coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got his final sort of stunner and batter on coach and all the OVW security guys. And, but the, the match, again, this is another, um, just like my number five, another example of Shawn Michaels and how brilliant he is. Because, I mean, his performance when it was three on one with Sean, just Sean left for Stone Cold. And it was that, oh, okay, he's going to get battered. And then it starts going. And this is to the commentary's credit as well. JR did an amazing job. And it was like, oh my God, Sean's going to do this. Sean, and it didn't feel unrealistic. Like the way he was doing it, it was like, he's going to get away with this and he's going to get through all three of them. Yeah. And then Batista comes out and fucks it all up for Sean. And Randy gets the cover to, for Bischoff to win. Uh, it's just a roller coaster, man. You just go from thinking Sean won't win, Sean will win, Sean won't win, Sean will win. Oh no, he definitely won't win. This is all. <laughs> oh no, he's bleeding. But, quite yeah. Oh god, he's he, he may be dead. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, but Sean's performance. Uh, I mean, great blade job. Great um, great psychology. Jr's commentary is stunning. Just amazing. Just so good from Sean and Jr. And yeah. Stone Cold as well. Just and and plus, so it's Team Stone Cold was my five favourite wrestlers on Raw at that time. Which like was probably my age, you know, being thirteen years old. But everyone on Stone Cold's team was like my guys. When I was watching Raw, that was my five favourite wrestlers. And so for that reason it felt like a real fantasy match for me. Yeah, a hundred percent was. You you look at who was in there, Team Bischoff, Chris Jericho and Christian, Mark Henry, Randy Orton and Scott Steiner. Stacked, stacked team. Uh, team Austin, Booker T, the Dudleys, Rob Van Dam, and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, perfect team. On paper, Stone Cold's team would be like, if I was booking a, a, a Team Raw from that era, I would pick who Stone Cold picked for that match. Yeah, yeah, he picked the best best kind of baby faces going. That's that's for damn sure. I love the build up to this match as well. Um, because this was I always get these timelines confused. This was when it was like the co general managers, right? Yes. Yeah. So this was the co general manager stuff. Um, and yeah, they were putting the teams together. And I always remember him trying to recruit Sean and yeah. just them being like, "We've had our history and everything that's going on, but like, I need you to be on my team." And Sean being like. Yeah, that's what added even more to that final moment when Sean is just, like, apologising after losing. Yeah, he, it's great. He's just got, like, you can see the emotion, and he's like, I'm sorry. And Bischoff and Austin made it as well, like, on the outside of the ring. Austin was amazing. When it came down to, like, the final couple, and he'd just be walking, he'd just be, you see him pacing with his hands on the back of his head, like, scratching his head, you know, just pure frustration that he couldn't get in there and do it. It was great storytelling from both sides. Uh, at the end of that match, when Michaels was apologising, I thought Austin was going to stun a bitch. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, and it would have been and, just... And part of, me, part of me wishes that he did. But um, you talk about the build-up as well. And like, so there was the build-up, like you say, of Stone Cold um, saying, oh, I want to be with you. I want you to join my team and stuff. No, I want to be with you. <laughs> what am I talking about? You um, watch different wrestling shows, I can tell you that yeah. much. <laughs> but there was the Bischoff side where he was saying, you know, you, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the man who doesn't trust anybody, has to trust five other men and all this. And like, that was a really cool element to it. And the whole reason this match came about was, so if Stone Cold's team loses, he's 
history as co-general manager. Yeah. If he the the only reason this match was happening was if Stone Cold's team won, he was allowed to kick anyone's ass whenever he wanted. Oh yeah, he was. Linda McMahon said, yeah, wasn't he? Couldn't... Linda McMahon said you can't you can't attack anyone unless you're physically provoked. And so hit in the, me. In I the, remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. Hit yeah. me. <laughs> Which one of you some bitch is going to be the first one to provoke me? <laughs> <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> and yeah, so um, that that was all the angle was. Stone Cold was risking his job just so that he could kick anyone's ass, which I think is brilliant. And that's exactly what the Stone Cold character should be. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and that final yes. speech was a retirement speech. That was a goodbye. You know, I started my career in this very building. I've had a great... No. And then getting There's choked up. Stone Cold doesn't get and, choked up. And you ain't gonna hear Stone Cold say this an awful lot, but I love the shit out of you guys! <laughs> <laughs> That is up there, yeah. That's yeah, my second favourite. My favourite is so at WrestleMania good. 30. You know when it was Hulk Hogan in the ring at the start and then Austin comes out and then The Rock comes out. There's a bit when Stone Cold's on the mic and he says, um, yeah. and he says, so all these talent are to come out, come out here and they're going to put on a damn good show for your asses. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember being enthralled watching the Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin DVD, which you still owe me by the way because you've had it for 15 years now i I don't think that is here anymore sorry i I don't know where that is but thanks for lending it to me brother love you you're welcome am i over the edge 1999 vhs oh man and that was taped as well so you've got all sorts of stuff that you don't get on the network now (laughs) yes like like a man's death (laughs) um but there's a bit in that documentary of Stone Cold Steve Austin where he's literally in his kitchen shaving his his head <laughs> with a straight razor, eating, eating potatoes. Eating raw potatoes. He's like, he's like, when I first started wrestling, I just lived off raw potatoes because they they're the cheapest son bitch you can buy, and I love me some raw potatoes. But he could still afford. No, no, I suppose he couldn't back then because he did. He had hair, didn't he? I was going to say he could still afford shaving foam, but he wasn't. Um, he wasn't <laughs> shaving his head back then. Oh, uh, it was a fascinating documentary. Yeah. Real insight that one. Real insight. There was it sometimes on his podcast, right? Um, I love Stokehold's podcast. He just does Q and A's with people emailing in, and someone emailed in asking, "Would he have become the biggest star that he did had he not succumbed to male pattern baldness?" And he was. He basically said no. Like he, he was like, "That's a damn good question. If I'd never gone bold, I never would have shaved my head. Never would have had Stone Cold." <laughs> I, just, I just love that he chalks up his whole career to the fact that he went bold. I just want you to do the Stone Cold voice for the whole show. Now. I love. I love being Stone Cold. It's my favorite. <laughs> Can we shave you from WrestleMania? Is that allowed? That sounds very sexy, and I'm up for it. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, I I don't think I've got any matches left. <laughs> I think you do. So, um, so I'm at number three now. I'm you're at number, at number three. three. Do your number three. You took away my number one. So yeah. My next one is my number one now, technically. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, 1992. Ah! Oh, yeah! No! Yeah! That's my number one. This is my hipster match that I was talking about. Oh, Jesse messaged me today saying that like I've got got, got this really super hipster match, and I was like, I, I re- was genuinely scared about what you'd done. Yeah, like I didn't know what you were going to do. No, this is oh, yeah, so... we are literally going to go five to five because I know we've got the next one. Oh, I know. We have. Do you think so though? Yeah. 
Hundred percent. I think I don't know if we have. We have. Okay, we'll we'll see, but I'm not sure. I, this will be amazing if we've gone five for five. Well said. Let's see if this is the one. Um, so Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, 1992. Obviously, the famous Survivor Series match is 1997. Yeah. Bret Hart gets screwed over. Blah blah blah. Goes WCW. Near all heartbreaking. His life goes downhill. We all know the story. 20th anniversary um, of the Montreal Screwjob today, by the way, as of recording. Um, Bets on them doing a screw job finish this Survivor Series? Oh, um, no, I don't. I don't think they will. They don't do it. They 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 they, they do it in Canada more than Survivor Series, don't they? True. Okay, so they'll resist, with the exception of Rock Mankind the year after. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brett versus Shawn Michaels in 1992 is such a good match. It's incredible. I watched it again last night. Um, Because I always remember this match being good. And this is, I think, one of the things that really turned me on to Bret Hart and got me really liking it. So I went back and watched it last night. And you just look at the differences between the two. And you also look at how they're going to, they're just made for each other. This is the match that makes you go, yeah, these guys are going to do it for a long time. Um, Just at the start, they're just trying to jockey for position and get on top of each other. Bret's kind of out wrestling Sean a little bit and Sean's getting frustrated um, Brett is just the the coolest of cool in this match. Uh, the way he wrestles, and um, Sean really shows off his his ability. This is when he was not with Sensational Sherry. I think this, they were starting to move away from from those two at this point. And um, Sean did have the whole young cocky. Um, I can do whatever. I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I've got the world at my feet. And Bret Hart was, you know, he had it always the WWF Champion, and it was Champion versus Champion um, for the WWF Championship. And Sean actually had this match won. This, this is the most important takeaway of this match. They, they both did some great wrestling. And the thing I love about Sean and Brett is they can slow, they can build a match up at the start, like really build it, and then they'll slow it down. They'll slow it down so much in the middle. To the point that you're like, okay, let's see where we're going. But then they can just turn it straight back up again. Yeah. And no two people do it better than those two. They really take a tempo down just to bring it right up at the end. Um, and near the end of the match, Sean gets the uh, the switch of music on Brett, but he doesn't cover him. If he had covered him, he would have won the title. But his young, cocky, I'm doing air quotes again on an audio podcast that you can't see, um, where he could have got, got the win, but his experience of wanting to... to beat Brett a little bit more for embarrassing him earlier made him just continue the attack on him, which allowed Brett to get the the eventual win. Um, technically, between the two of them, probably one of their best matches, I think, that they've ever had. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, the best match they've ever had. I happen to think yeah. the WrestleMania 60-minute um, Ironman main event is vastly overrated. Vastly? Vastly overrated. I think... Um, I think it doesn't stand the test of time at all like this match does. No, I agree. I think uh, the 60 minute was good. And I love what they did where it was just one full in overtime. Great at the time. It really was a crazy moment at the time. Now, not so much. No, I'm sure, it, very, I'm sure it was great when you watched it live. Like as a wrestling fan watching it live, it must have been amazing. Yeah, but when, when, you, yeah. when you sort of know the finish and you're watching it, you know, in the future, it's, it doesn't have the same impact, does it? Yeah, we just ruined another match for people. Oh, I'm sure people... Who's listening to this who doesn't know? <laughs> like, for God's sake, idiots. For God's sake. You goddamn piece of trash! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Beat Deborah. <laughs> Beat Deborah. Yeah, anyone who um, is interested should go on YouTube and type in um, Stone Cold Beat Deborah. And, um, <laughs> and they, should, they should listen to my favourite song ever written, which is um, just a song, someone on acoustic guitar going, Drink beer, raise hell, beat Deborah. <laughs> it's, it's an instant classic. And when I'm on Desert Island Discs, it will be my number one. We here at Got Till Five do not condone the beating of uh, your spouse or partners. <laughs> Except Deborah. Um, and she can write a catchy tune about yeah, it. Yeah, you're damn right she can. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you completely. But my um, extra little take on this match, if I may, is that um, in 1992, this was the first big show that showed that the WWF were transitioning away from your over-the-top characters like Hulk Hogan and people like that. And giving the main event to sort of smaller guys that can really work. This is the first time that had happened, really. Yes, and I noticed that because I was listening to Vince on commentary. And I was listening to how Vince... First of all, when Sean takes off his jacket and Vince just goes, Look at him! <laughs> <laughs> Vince Vince really had a thing for Sean, didn't he? Really did. <laughs> Mr. Charisma! Mr. God, you're so sexy! <laughs> I, just, I just need you! Put it away, man. <laughs> I sent, um, I sent, I think it was shared on the, the um, Botchamania Facebook page, but I sent the picture to Max of a picture of Vince McMahon opening his flies and where his genetic jackhammer should be is just Roman Reigns popping out of his pants. You have no idea how badly I want to have that as one of our podcast cover pictures. Oh, it's such a good picture. You should, well, if you do, please credit. I know. Botch- the uh, Botchamania page shared it, but he credited whoever actually made it, and you need to credit that guy as well, because he's an absolute genius. He's a genius. He is a comedy genius. Yeah, but it's a fantastic picture. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this match, I-, I will be sharing this match later, because I'm glad we both agree on how good this match is. Yeah, it's... Uh, this is like William Regal, Chris Benoit from a couple of weeks ago. It's quite a shock that we both picked this yeah, one. Yeah, totally. I really thought I was being a little hipster dick choosing this. I was like, Short Walker's Bret Hart, 97, oh no, 92... 92, maybe. But yeah, but um, we were saying about like, you know, this is the first time smaller guys have been in the main event. And thank God the crowd were into it. Because I feel like if the crowd weren't into it, we wouldn't have got Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart as main eventers going forward. Because Vince would have just seen the crowd, not react to it and gone, right, that hasn't worked. We're not doing that. But the fans were so into it and showed Vince that this is what we want from wrestling. And it led yeah. it led to the next five years of... The next five years was basically Shawn Michaels Bret Hart in the main event picture consistently with a bit of Diesel. Yeah. And with a bit, with a bit of Diesel, which, which, yeah. which just didn't work. Like Diesel, the Diesel push was like, if you think the Robert Reigns push has been bad, the Diesel push was just a horrendous failure. Yeah. Going back and uh, Diesel got one good match and it was at another Survivor Series and it was uh, Bret Hart versus Diesel 1995. The only good Diesel match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's it's ironic that he it was such a failure. He was such a failure as a draw because he went on to be you know found in the NWO, which became the biggest draw in wrestling history. But exactly. Um, but yeah, as Diesel just didn't work. But yeah, this match is stunning. It stands up today, and it yeah. It does. Well, I watched it last night. Yeah, I watched it last. Very night. good. I haven't actually watched Great it for a while, but I might watch it after this. You know. Okay, we'll, we'll sit down together over Skype and watch it, shall we? That'll be romantic. Would be, wouldn't it? Yes, um, I've completely lost track of order. So you've taken well, out we've, my. One, we've both two. got we've both got one match left in our we've list. We've both got. Oh, I don't know if I should play mariachi music to break the tension. <laughs> can we drum roll? Can we go five for five? This we're gonna go five. For I five. mean, I knew I loved you, Max, but if 
If this is scary, I though. know. Uh, but I, I'm really convinced that it's that you think we have. I don't think we have. Okay. Are you ready? <gasps> Do it. My final match in my top five is from Survivor Series 2003. Oh, we're good. We're clear. It's Kane versus no, Shane no, McMahon not. in an ambulance match. What did you have? I'll, I'll get to mine after this. Ah, five. Uh, okay. So we're not five for five. Four for four, Four though. for four. That's pre- four for five. I mean, that's pretty good. I... So, Kane versus Shane McMahon. I know you love this pay-per-view and you love this match. I do. And this match, I know it's not one of the... I know it's not a great match, but... It, 2003 Survivor Series has been one of my favorites. It's the, one of the first paper. It's the first pay per view I ever watched live as it happened, ever, and it brought me back to wrestling after a bit of an absence. But this match, there was just something about like I don't like gimmick heavy matches, but Shane being the guy that would jump off anything, and Kane being fairly freshly unmasked, being this crazy unhinged monster, it was just perfect i thought for for this style of match with like you know weapons and essentially a hardcore match with an ambulance and i even like the backstage stuff when shane runs over kane with a car and things like that because it it, it was silly but the storyline had been built up well enough i think with um kane tombstone and linda mcmahon which was <laughs> yeah. yeah this was on his tail wasn't it yeah this yeah was, so Sh- yeah. shane had a reason to be angry at kane and, Just a little bit. Yeah. Wasn't this when he also was uh, trapped on the ring post and he uh, attached the jumper cables to his testicles? To his ball bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no happened. contact. Yeah, that happened. And um, so, yeah, Shane was annoyed for a multitude of reasons. But... <laughs> Uh, but I just, I just thought, I thought the sto- as a thirteen-year-old boy watching this, I thought the storytelling was fantastic between those two. I thought it worked really well. Shane was young enough to do that crazy shit and not concuss himself like he did at Survivor Series last year. And I, I just think it's great. T- topped off by Shane's coast to coast from the top of the ambulance onto Kane. Do you remember that moment? Yeah. Great moment. Uh, yeah. The camera caught that perfectly. It was just watching it live as a 13-year-old child. Stunning. Just took my breath away like nothing else had in wrestling at that point. Do you remember when Shane swung the ambulance door into Kane's head? Yes. Oh, God. It just made that. Noise. It's, it was amazing. It's the second one. So the first one, they work it quite well. Then he throws the door again and bunk, just straight on the side of Kane's head. Really hard. No, no work in there, brother. No, this was, um, yeah, this was when Kane was at his best. I loved all of this. Um, when it came to Kane, I, was this around the time he set JR on fire? Yeah, he'd done he, that. Tombstone Linda, testicle clamps. Yeah, Just everything I like in the world. Nearly, really. nearly set RVD on fire, but didn't quite manage it. Yeah, true, because he was his old tag team partner. Wasn't there something like Shane got thrown or Kane got drop kicked into a flaming dumpster? Or was yeah, like yeah, the... no, yeah, Shane um, drop kicked. Yeah, this is all in the pre-package for this match on um, on the show. Um, yeah, Kane gets um, drop kicked into a flaming um, sort of t- tip, really, isn't it? Like a skip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it is a fun match. I can't believe it's your number one. It's not. It's not match. my number one. Shawn Michaels Bret Hart ninety two was my number one. Oh, that was your number yeah. one, was it? Okay. But you sorry. But <laughs> I understand why because you're right. Even even today, I think I watched this match a couple of months ago now, and it's still fun. It's stupid. I can't. And... I can't. Yeah. Any. I know a lot of people will want to argue with me, but I can't. I can't explain 
how it made me feel when I when I watched it for the first time. It just blew me away, and I just can't, I can't defend it. I can't argue it. It just did, and that stuck with me. You know, it's fair. Um, so two from that pay per view in your list. Uh, bit of a ridiculous pay per view when you think back on it. Kane, Shane McMahon in the ambulance match, and then later on, McMahon defeats the Undertaker in a buried alive match. You know, you had two McMahons, father and son, against the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, that was pointed out by Vince McMahon in a promo earlier in the night when he goes into Shane's dressing room. Do you remember? I do not. So so, um, Vince goes into Shane's dressing room and goes, Has it dawned on you that um, it's, it's ironic that two brothers are facing a father and son? And then Shane goes, the only thing I'm feeling is sorry for you. And then the crowd pop. And then Vince leaves the dressing room and runs into Stone Cold. And then they both start laughing. So it's just like oh, laughing yes, maniacally. And then, he just and then Stone Cold just stops laughing dead and just stares him in the eyes. And <laughs> Vince just like <laughs> stops laughing. It's brilliant. I love that moment. I love stuff like that. It's a good pay-per-view in, in general. It, it's a really good pay-per-view. Los Guerreros um, against the Basham Brothers. Come on. I was thinking more Team Angle versus Team Lesnar, but sure, let's go Bashing Brothers, Los Guerreros. Yeah, Lita, Molly, Holly. Yeah, that actually was not a bad match. That was all right. Um, bad finish. Yeah. But yeah. Goldberg defeated Triple H. He did. Um, in uh, it was it was far too late. I mean, he won the title at Unforgiven, didn't he? But he, he should have won it at um, SummerSlam in that Elimination Chamber match. The fact that they made Goldberg lose so early into his WWE run is ridiculous. Yeah, completely killed the momentum. Ridiculous. Um, so technically, my number one, which was actually my number two, which I'm really surprised is not in your list, is Survivor Series 2002. Me and Jesse joked that we could pretty much have this whole pay-per-view Survivor Series 2002. And we joked, but I did consider it for a while. <laughs> it, is a, it is a fantastic pay-per-view. And funnily enough, I haven't got a single 2002 match in my top five. Don't actually. But... Um, but having said that, it's one of my favourite pay-per-views of all time. So what does that say about the way my head works? I'm not well. <laughs> I enjoy you. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Welcome, man. Uh, Elimination Chamber 2002 Survivor Series. It's a great match. We discussed it last week in our top five moments with Shawn Michaels winning the title. But prefix to that, the actual match itself is great fun. Yeah, awesome match. It's kind of a case of when you look back on it, it's stupidly fun in the sense of just who you have in it. You've got uh, Shawn Michaels, Booker T, Chris Jericho, Kane, Rob Van Dam, and Triple H with Ric Flair at ringside. Um, and it's just a cluster mess of just no one really knowing what they're doing and stuff going wrong. And you'd never seen the Elimination Chamber before. As I said last week, it's kind of a case of it had been teased and it had been kind of talked about and they'd show like little graphics and stuff. But you don't actually send the finished product until it was lowered down and there it was. And it looked intense. It looked, you had the steel flooring around the outside. You had the pods, the steel um, curved bell all around it. It looks so cool. And Triple H sacrifices his throat for the business. He did. He, uh, he had a crushed larynx after RVD landed on him from a mist timed frog splash not mistimed mis distance is that the correct mis-word? word distanced i think that's correct max and um that's an actual yeah, word yeah and yeah rvd's we talked about this last week rvd's shin goes across triple h's <laughs> throat which does not sound fun no and triple h then wrestled another 20 minutes with a blade job yeah um, to his credit i mean 
there's a lot about this era of Triple H I hate, but you've got to give him props on that. Exactly. Because he started this match. It was Triple H and Rob Van Damme that started yeah, this yeah, match yeah. off. Um, and Van Damme was really on top for, for the most of it. Um, and I, I think they, they did enough to make it innovative in that match, like Van Damme climbing up on top of the pods, Jericho grabbing his leg, um, getting suplexed onto the steel, all that kind of stuff. It, it was very cool the way they did stuff with it. Um, and then eventually it came down to Shawn Michaels Triple H, which we been seeing for the past couple of months leading up to this and we'd see for the next two years after this um and we were all certain that it was going to be triple h wins again uh, we didn't really have low triple h wins at this point like no it was just sort of starting wasn't it but the reign yeah. the reign of terror felt like it lasted about 30 years as a wrestling fan. exactly uh but yeah sure michaels hits that switching music my favorite version of switching music where he hits it and like passes out on top of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the best. You're right. He does that fold, and it just kind of counts on. T- yeah, it's so good. And Sean standing in Madison Square Garden, in you know, making another match famous as he did the ladder match and all, all that kind of stuff with confetti flying everywhere, waving at the fans in his little Dutch boy haircut with his little Dutch boy haircut and his shit brown tights, and he shit. um holding the WCW title, which um as I explained last week in my um in my figure world he was always the third man in my nwo and the wcw champion so it was nice to see him finally get that belt so for you you're like yes good about this time is what I yeah i mean yeah they caught on to my booking a bit late but they they came right. <laughs> um we, we i'm not gonna go much more into this because we talked about it last week but it, it it was a great match and again rewatched it uh, a couple of days ago still still a great match probably still one of the best elimination chamber matches they've the had the best i would say yeah, Definitely. I was being I was being nice. Yeah, it is there. It is yeah. the best. <clears throat> Underrated one though. Um, do you remember the pay per view New Year's Revolution? Of course I do. Yeah, you do. It was um, New Year's Revolution two thousand and five. Um, that was the third ever Elimination Chamber match. So we had this one, then the second one at SummerSlam two thousand and three, then this one, and this was during the um, Batista's still with Evolution. But will he, won't he turn on Evolution sort of era? Because it was just before the Rumble that he ended up winning. And that was a very good Elimination Chamber. That's the second best, I think. I've Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And that, and that pay-per-view say... was abroad somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but they did a pay-per-view. They did that pay-per-view and it wasn't in America. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, that's exactly where it was. So that was cool as well to have... Like, that doesn't happen anymore, does it? A complete, a non-English speaking crowd for a pay per view. Yeah, that was awesome. That was um, for the vacant World Heavyweight Championship at the yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Because it, it had uh... been vacated when Edge. It was a triple threat, I think, with and Triple H was the champion, and with Edge and Redacted Benoit, and um, Benoit got Edge into the crossface, but Edge rolled through into a pin. But the crossface was still locked in. So the ref counted the three count on Benoit as Edge started tapping out, which vacated mm-hmm. the championship. I thought that was really cool. It was. And then it was Triple H, Batista, Benoit, Orton. Jericho. And Orton. And Orton, which, and yeah, and Edge, which is, that's the six best wrestlers they had. Yeah, definitely. For quite a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we were... We were like best friends at school, massive wrestling nerds at that time. Best friends, best friends, brother. And um, 
your your boy <laughs> and and your your boy was Edge and my boy was Benoit. So the fact that the world title had been vacated by them, you know, like equally beating each other like that just kept us talking. It was kinda of perfect. Yeah, it was great. Was that around the time when like Edge and Benoit were having their proper feud and um Edge hits Benoit with a brick? brick? That's Backlash two thousand and four. That's uh, oh, No it's not. Backlash <laughs> two thousand and five, sorry. So yeah, you're right. Backlash it had gone into that. Yeah. So um yeah, so WrestleMania 21 in 2005 was the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match, which Edge won um, by um, abusing Benoit, basically. And then, um, so they had a match, uh, they had a last man standing match, I think it was, uh, um, at yeah. Backlash 2005, in which Edge had a brick in his briefcase that he hits Benoit in the head with. And as we <laughs> I mean, know, that went, that went perfectly was... well for Benoit. <laughs> no contributing effects <laughs> whatsoever. I think Taz was just like, who carries around a brick in a briefcase? Who does that? Ah, oh, so good, so good. Um, that it? We that's did? it. That's we our top it? five. Four for five. But that's exciting. That is because exciting. we have very similar tastes when it comes to survivors. Yeah, one day we're gonna go five for five, and I'm looking forward to that day. What? What could possibly be our top five? Five for five. That's a tricky one. It will. I, I reckon. I don't know. If we do this NXT takeover thing, we might come close. I think that's going to be, yeah, ridiculously close. We might as well just do that one together. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, so, but before we go, we have heard from the, um, what they're called? Got Till oh, Five yes. Milky Way. Yeah, that's the name you gave them. You gave yeah, them. Um, we named them. And I, <laughs> um, I asked them, so, right, what's, what's been my bugbear every week that we've um, consulted the Milky Way? Um, is it that whenever you ask them why they, it's their favourite match or favourite moment, they ignore you and just don't 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 say anything? Well, I think you might be right, Max. Because I think I'm right because it's happened again. So this time I said, I think they do it to piss you I, off. I think they do it deliberately at this yeah. point. I put favourite Survivor Series matches of all time and why, and and even in the description you write. We are covering our favourite Survivor Series match of all time and would love your input. What matches stand out for you and, and why? why? And, and why? And we get nothing. Why? And we get nothing. So, I mean, a few people... Some of them said they enjoy them because they're fun. Oh, good, because they're fun. Thanks. Well, how long would this podcast be if that was our only reasoning, you stupid people? So, um, what have we got? So, we've got B Castle 18 agreeing with us. He says, um, last year's men's five-on-five elimination match was so enjoyable to watch. Broad killing Ellsworth, Shield triple powerbomb on Styles, KO destroying the list. Did that happen? KO destroyed the list? He did indeed. Because, um, like, I think Jericho... I think Jericho caused a distraction, uh, which got him eliminated in the end. And then um, Owens got really annoyed and started tearing up the list. Oh, okay. Because they, they stayed together for a couple of months after that, didn't they? Still, They did. They they did the whole apology thing and it was very uh, cool. Okay. I, I don't remember that. Um, and uh, back to B-Castle 18. And Orton saving Bray was some of my favourite moments from that match. We agree with you, B-Castle 18. With the... He gave reasons. He did give that's, reasons. That's why. No, that's good. Shout out to B Castle. Well done, right B Castle 18. You're a good man. Um, with the exception of KO destroying the list, because I don't remember it, so it didn't happen. Um, who else has said? Um, so, Math Pipe Bomb says 2005's 5v5 Severe Series match is the best match for many. Really, Math Pipe Bomb? Really, the best match for many? I mean, I brought it up last week because of the moment when The Undertaker returns after the match. That's cool. 
but the actual match is it that memorable it's um it was fun at the time i remember it being fun uh, but I didn't have any inclination to go back and watch it. Smackdown, he's 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 carried on here, Math Pipe Bomb. Um, Smackdown's team consisted of Batista, fine, JBL, meh, Lashley, uh, Orton, and Rey Mysterio. Okay, that's not a bad team. Um, against Raw's Big Show, Carlito, Chris Masters, Kane, and Shawn Michaels. Now, as far as Decent work rate goes. Shawn Michaels and Carlito are the only people in the Raw team that can really go for a long time. It's true. So he's justifying it with this, and it's just not—it's just not right. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a fun match at the time, but I don't think it stands up. I will rewatch it just to see if I'm wrong, and I will well, make sure you, make sure you keep watching just to witness um, William Regal's split-legged tombstone wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that was the key. That's what we took away from last week. I don't remember what we talked about, but I remember the split second, William Regal. Yeah, it's the best moment of any Survivor Series. Um, uh, and then he also says last year's 5 on 5 was also fun and a great watch. So people are going to agree with what we have to say about that. that. Was true. Um, yeah, agreed. Um, said Satan says um, Brett, Brett versus Austin, which is very true. That's a very good match. Um, it is a very good match. A lot, a lot um, of people put it... About, I think these are hipster like smarks, but a lot of people say, "Oh, it's actually better than their WrestleMania match." But I disagree with that. I think the WrestleMania match is disagree. perfect. Yeah, it, it's a very good match, and but it's a very good wrestling match. Um, the WrestleMania match is a great storytelling and a great wrestling match combined. Yeah, suck it, suck it deep. Um, so uh, who else have we got? We've got N eight Ive Guerrero eight thirteen. What a ridiculous name. Nate. Native Guerrero. Native... Oh, I see. God, I was reading it like a grandma, wasn't I? And Nate. <laughs> I'm Guerrero. The lights are too bright. <laughs> 40 watts. What is this? A tanning salon? Um, <laughs> Triple H versus Ric Flair. Last man standing 2005. I don't... Um, I don't actually remember that. I remember it happening, but I don't remember anything standout happening well uh, you might be right native guerrero 13 we should go back and watch it but uh, i don't remember it particularly blown don't away. i'm sorry we don't have enough to do yeah i know i'm a busy busy man i'm uh, mr no days off like darren young who of course now is mr every days off um who else have we got um oh yeah wrath um, six 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 agrees with us on Michael versus Michaels versus Orton at two thousand and seven. He says, "Now that was some fine storytelling," and I agree with him. Uh... Oh, what hipster hipster smirk? Uh, Chris nine eight one seven five. Actually, that's an old man username. He might be an old man. Uh, the tag team Survivor Series match at the first one. I presume he means the first Survivor Series. Uh, it was like forty minutes long and never really slowed down. Fair, fair on, enough. Jesse. I need I need to call cool bs on you uh, please do we have quite a few of these have given reasons and given some background to them uh yeah you're right actually well it, it was more it was the it was said satan that just said brett versus austin that really pissed me that, off what, that's what every single other comment on here is at least three lines long of explaining well there's why one guy that agree that has replied to math pipe bomb just saying these are my favorites as well and it's oh thanks for your contribution mate what's that how does that help us I think I think you need to apologise. I think you're all idiots. <laughs> I, th- I think you should apologise right now. I'm not apologising to anyone. Apologise right now to the Milky Way. No, either. Do it. And no, they the Mil- No, 
the Milky the Milky Way delivered more consistently than they regularly do this week, and I will um, concede that. But that, just so everyone's aware, that is a groveling apology in terms of Jesse language. But said Satan, but... said Satan, with your Brett versus <laughs> oh, Austin, yeah. with no reason given, can suck my fat one. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you that one. That's fine. Thank you. Said Satan. <sighs> you made an enemy there. <laughs> Said Satan. I'm just going to private message him uh, harassment for weeks to come. <laughs> if you ever comment on one of them again. Without any reasoning. You suck my fat one, you bitch. I'll beat, beat you like Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's our top five. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> oh, uh, you're banned from doing that. <laughs> Why? I'm good with the social medias. I'm nice to people. Oh, I'm okay. I'm composed. I'm back. I'm good. Okay. Um, people like it. Thanks. People like it when they're abused by me. I think you like it when you're abused. I like abusing. Your Honour. Thank you for everyone that commented and got involved this week. It's very appreciated. Um, Next week, we're doing a top five uh, because on Saturday, we have NXT TakeOver Houston. Houston? No, that's wrong. uh, NXT TakeOver War Games. I think it is in in Houston, though. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. NXT TakeOver Houston. Make me doubt myself. I didn't make you doubt. You doubted yourself, you stupid man. It was, um, yeah, because Shawn Michaels is refereeing, isn't he? And it's because it's his hometown. And he's from he's from San Antonio. It's not Houston, you idiot. So, hang on. Hang on. None of this is going <laughs> on. We are just naming towns in Texas. Texas places. Well, they've all... Dallas, you idiot. That place with the cactus, that one. That one. It's, um... Oh, God. You know, that's one of my... That's my biggest ambition in life. To go and see a cactus the same size as me. <laughs> That's your reaction. All def- what? People, this is the first time you've ever expressed any interest in any kind of like traveling <laughs> or like seeing the world. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is like a breakthrough moment. And it's so you can find a cactus the same size as you. I'm not bothered about traveling or seeing the world particularly. It's just the cactus. Are you gonna like mimic its shape? Yeah, yeah. Stand next. No, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be the size as me, with like you know the arms out like cactuses do. <laughs> yeah, and, and slightly wonky. Yeah, slightly wonky. I just want to see a real life cactus like that. That's the top of my bucket list. I can I take that trip with you? Yeah, of course you can. That's amazing. I'm not gonna, I can't do the admin to travel. You need to do it for me. You've done it before. <laughs> Literally just uh hey Jess, do you wanna do you wanna go check out WrestleMania while we're down here? No. <laughs> no, no. Cactus. 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 Um it, it is officially called NXT Takeover War Games. There you go, see I was and right. It, and it's, it's in San Antonio. Is it in Houston? In Houston. I thought it was in San so Antonio. Very wrong. Why did I think it was in San Antonio? Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, obviously. Um Yeah. What, what were we talking about? It's what we're doing next week. Oh yeah. Next week, we're doing our NXT TakeOver specials because there's a NXT TakeOver in Houston called NXT TakeOver War Games. 
So we're going to be looking back on all of the NXT takeovers that have happened. There's been a fair few of them at this point, um, dating back to 2014. And we will be picking our top five favorite NXT takeover matches where we're probably going to go five for five. Ah, it'll be interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think we might. Let's, um, let's I think it's going can. to be difficult, especially that 2015-2016 era of NXT. There's a lot of great matches in there. You, know, you uh, talk about DIY, you talk about American Alpha, Tyler Breeze, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. So good. People, yeah, people talk about how wrestling isn't as good as it used to be, but the last few years of NXT have just produced some of my favourite matches of all time. Yeah, ones that I just go back and watch again and again. Yeah, absolutely. So I was having a drink there, I was hoping you were going to talk for a little bit longer. Uh, no, that's all right. I was thinking about that cactus. I got distracted. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be next week. And it's very good. And I'm very much looking forward to the NXT show. Looking forward to Survivor Series. Um, that will be very good as well. I'll be watching that on Monday evening after the show because I don't stay up late. It's it's really weird having this long a break between pay-per-views. I feel like we're really stretching stuff out. Normally, it's like two weeks pay-per-view, two weeks pay-per-view. I know. Apparently, they're doing less pay-per-views next year, which um, is Jesus. something of a relief, I think. Yeah. When I was watching Power Struggle, I thought about what you said last week. Imagine if we were doing New Japan pay-per-views as well. Yeah. Dead. Heck, yes. There's so many chilies up your bum. <laughs> well, we know what the next forfeit is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, um, You'll literally be an gonna... ass man. <laughs> I want you to f- become the ass man. <laughs> Don't steal it because I only ate one of the packets. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, but the packet is still on my table and it just stares at me. Good, it should. It just looks me in the eye. Just waiting for them to get more and more shriveled, and I'm going to eat them again. Your for- your forfeit was beautiful. It made me so happy. Oh yeah, we- yeah, that was last week, wasn't it? Did did you enjoy uh, the video? I enjoyed the video greatly. Um- yeah my favorite bit was um yeah there was a bit where you sort of stopped singing because your throat was on fire and then you sort of attempted to you just went i'm gonna kick him (laughs) then at the end of the video it sounded i wasn't sure like i think you said this you said i'm not sure if i was trying to sing or i just said help (laughs) it just sounds like help me (laughs) help me I think singing is a lot because like there was a lot of breathing in, and then the minute I breathed in, I was like, <gasps> "Nope." Yeah. Oh man, it was it was fantastic. I'm very happy about it. I watch it every time. I'm a little bit sad. <laughs> Same for me with you. With uh, that those are kind of shooting up on the views there. I think people are enjoying them. Jolly good. So, where can people find us, Max? Uh, everywhere at this point, literally everywhere. Um, Twitter and Instagram's our main hangout. Kind of big on the Twitter, so we're staying with that. You can search for us at Got Till Five. Tiller's with two hours because Jesse can't spell, um, and he thinks it's with one hour. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter. We've got till five. Instagram has also got till five. We also have a new Facebook page as well. I don't like having a Facebook page, but I had to have one apparently. Um, so head over there and click the like button, and we'll be sharing more content on there in the near coming future. Uh, if you want to check out the old forfeit videos on YouTube as well, as shockingly got till five. But the main most important thing that you can do that keeps us doing this every week and makes us really happy is if you go on to iTunes, SoundCloud, iTunes, any iTunes, iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast and search for got till five and hit that beautiful, shiny, sexy subscribe button. And it makes us feel really good. And I message Jesse going, people like us. And you're like, cool. Yeah, people, no, I'm, well, my, my normal answer is, I don't care. I do this to make me happy. If I make anyone else happy, 
it just makes me angry. But it is it is nice when people listen. Like I said at the start, it's good people listening and giving us feedback and stuff because that proves that we are actually doing it for a reason and it feels nice. So keep doing yeah, it, please. Facebook Messenger and talking here. And if you don't like it, review it anyway because I want to read some bad reviews and I want to argue with people. I really wish you'd stop promoting that because the minute we start getting bad reviews, it's going to take our rating system down. I don't care. <laughs> Fine, leave some negative feedback towards Jesse. You really would make his week. I just, I just want, I just want to fight people. Make sure you leave your name and address as well, though. <laughs> leave an email, <laughs> not your postal address. He will show up. Yeah, no, do, yeah, do. That's why I want you to. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week we'll be posting part three of Survivor Series, which will be our top five please like share and subscribe us around you guys have been great at doing that anyway but let's get more people in, in involved let's let's build this monkey way together let's take over the world man um so i'll leave it to the man who bought us in to take us out daddy bends you keep doing that okay um so goddamn son you've been listening to <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to the god to five wrestling podcast in that ass bye everyone bye you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. <laughs>